Well, good morning, friends. Good to be back here with you, Westridge, in person and online as we begin a short series on the mystery of prayer. Now, I believe prayer is one of the great gifts given to us by the Father. And it is something we do practice at Ignite Church Planning, an organization I lead, as we seek God's guidance in starting churches across Chicagoland. Now, I'll admit, though, at times prayer can be very mysterious to me. A few years ago, Ignite was given a church building in a small country town south of Kankakee. The town was about 400 people, and the church that gave us the property had dwindled down to about 10 people each week. We accepted the gift of the building and began to work towards starting something new that would bless the town in a different way. But try as we might, we could not find anyone interested in leading a new work there. I talked to a church in a neighboring town, asking them if they would move their Saturday night church service to this town, which is about 10 miles away. And after considering it, they said, now nah, we're not interested in something like that. So I thought, well, I don't know what comes next. And I determined uh, I was going to pray my way through the obstacle that had come up to, until I found an answer from the Father. So I rode my motorcycle down one day to the building, and I told the Lord, Father, I'm going to sit in the building, and I'm going to pray until I get an answer from you. Now, I realized this was maybe setting myself up for a very long time of sitting there in a church building, okay? But I, I was determined that was, the, that was the thing I was supposed to do. So I sat there in the building, and I prayed. And I walked around the building, and I prayed. And I just sat quiet before the Father and just listened for anything. Nothing happened. About two hours, nothing, nothing at all. And then the front door of the building opened up. And I thought, maybe my answer is walking through the door right now. And... It was kind of interesting. It was the, the interim pastor of the former church, and he had been the one who kind of orchestrated giving us the building. And he said, Lance, uh, I noticed a bike out there. I said, what are you doing? And I said, Al, I am sitting in this building praying for an answer to God is what comes next, and I want to know, are you the answer? He said, well, what are you thinking? I told him what I was thinking about a new church and how it could bless the community. And he said, well, you know what? I think I may be your man. I said, All right. And so I walked out of the building, rode back home, thanking, thanking God for a direct answer to my prayer. Two days later, Al called me back and said, after thinking it through and, and contemplating for a while, he said, I'm in no shape to do what you're asking me to do, Lance. He was, he was 80. And he said, I just, I'm not going to be able to do it. So he apologized, and he just said it wasn't going to work for him. Now, we never did start a church in that city. But I was left wondering that day after that call, Father, what was that all about? I mean, I prayed, and I thought I had what was a direct answer from the Father, and, it's, and I thought this is the way everything was lining up, but it certainly didn't work out like I thought it would. Now, maybe you felt that way about prayer at times. You know, you lift things up before the Father, and um, it just doesn't happen. Now, this vital activity that God invites all of us to participate in it can be extremely mysterious at times, and honestly, it can be downright frustrating at times. And yet, prayer remains a vital lifeline to the Father for every follower of Jesus. I want you to listen to what Jesus had to say about this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. So today we're going to look at beginning to understand the mysterious and wonderful gift of prayer. 
uh, prayer, I'd, uh, I want to practice prayer right now, though, and not wait till the end, right? Because I think that's a great way to communicate with the Father. I want you to look again at the verses for today from Matthew 7. Kind of interesting that when Jesus shares this verse and this thought, the verb tense for ask, seek, and knock is in, the, uh, is in a command from him that prescribes and describes a, an event that continues to take place. Uh, so he's, Jesus is basically saying here, hey, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Now, I saw this several times for my grandchildren on Halloween night. When the porch light was on, they were very persistent in ringing the bell until the door opened because they wanted more candy, right? I mean, they want more candy. Ver- in these verses, Jesus really described for us the way that we, we as followers of his should practice prayer, continuing to do it. And even when we don't understand the answers, I can give you many more situations than the church building in Sisna Park, Illinois. But even when we don't understand, we keep going back because we believe the Father is going to take action when the time's right. Now, when it comes to prayer, and I don't think we'll ever completely understand this beautiful gift God gives us, there are some things we can know for sure. And that's what I thought we'd focus on today. And, and these are the things that keep us going. Uh, even when we encounter those uh, what was that all about, Father? Those moments. First thing I want us to recognize, prayer is for everyone. Here's the truth. Anyone can pray. Anyone. There's no special language that catches the Father's attention as we talk. No level of spiritual maturity that determines whether the Father is going to grant a request or not. Uh, we don't need to learn to pray in a specific way in order to connect with God. Anyone can pray, and it's simply talking. To God, just like we talk to our friends. See, prayer is a tool that God makes accessible to every person, no matter who we are. So I brought two tools with me today. Uh, here's the first one. This is a, um, a marksman distance measurer. I'll be honest with you, I have no idea how to use this thing. Okay? I bought it, never took it out of the package. Okay. See, what I did, I, I read the, the instructions on the side. There's, there's a, a series of four or five there. Then there's more on the back. And I realized after the first couple of paragraphs, my eyes started to glaze over. And what I recognized is there's an instruction manual inside here that probably has more words and less pictures. Okay? And so this still has the tabs on it right here. Never cut them open, never been used. Okay? So basically, this tool is uh, not valuable to me at all. It looks nice. Now, on the other hand, I brought another tool. Anybody here know how to use one of these? Everybody knows how to use a hammer. Now, Darren, some people are more proficient than others. Okay, let me just go with that. Here's the thing. Anybody can swing one of these. Okay, we know this end pounds them down. This end pulls them out, right? I mean, that's a hammer's pretty basic. Here's what I want you to recognize about prayer. Prayer at its simplest is a tool we've been given that anyone can use. Now, some may be more proficient at it than others. And here's the deal. The more we practice prayer, the easier it gets to do exactly what we want to do with it. Whether a person is a follower of Jesus or not, I believe anyone, and let me hear it again, anyone can cry out to God. And God listens. God listens. People recognize there's something mystical about this connection we can have with the Father. My, my next-door neighbor went through some physical challenges with a leg infection a couple of years ago. His wife described him as being a hot mess. 
And so I, I went over and talked to Kevin. I just wanted to see how he was doing one day. And I walked in. We talked for a while. He showed me what was going on. I said, that's nasty, man. He said, it is. It is. And so I asked him, you mind if I pray for you? And he said, no. I don't believe in that stuff. I said, no problem. I just thought I'd ask. So as we talked for a little bit longer, and I got ready to walk out the door. He said, hey, now, Lance, listen, I, I know you prayed for Zach, his son, to get a job. And, and Zach has a real good job now. So he said, I'll tell you what. Um, while you're walking by my house in the morning, your morning walks, if you want to maybe pray for me, feel free. Okay. Okay, right? Now, even people who don't believe in it recognize there's something about this tool that makes sense for people. See, the Father is always ready to hear our prayers. And prayer, simply put, is talking to God. Okay, I'll say that again. The Father's approachable. He's always ready to hear our prayers, and I believe he responds. By the way, first hour, I said, I, I'm, I'm supposed to talk to a, a guy in the city of Chicago to this afternoon on the north side. He speaks a lot of Spanish, not much English. And I'm talking about a, about a church. I don't speak Spanish. And so first hour, I said, hey, if somebody could speak Spanish, I, I told God this morning, I said, I, I'd really like you to show me a, a Spanish speaker today who could be my translator. Well, I had three Show up first hour, okay? One will be on stage here at the end of the service today. God, I believe, answers prayer because I've seen it. I've seen it. Anyone can pray. It's not just prayer. It's not just for meals, not just for bedtime. Personally, I think prayer is a tool we can pick up and use any time of the day in any kind of situation, and God always responds. Now, the second thing I see is that prayer connects us to God. So I brought... Um, I brought something with me today that I always like to talk about prayer. Transistor radio. Okay, let's see what station's on now. Sounds like WBBN. Can you hear it? There are things that can block our prayers from God. There's no doubt about it. Okay? Unconfessed sin blocks our prayers from God. Uh, selfish motives uh, block our prayers from God. Uh, when we're not considering others as we pray, can block it. But I'll be honest, guys. Most of the time, most of the time, people just don't open it up. God wants to connect with us. He desires to connect with us. But we simply don't. Use the tool God gives us, even though it's right there. All the obstacles will be overcome. I think God wants to connect with us. See, now prayer does, it connects us with God. It, prayer doesn't control God. Okay? We don't, I, I've had people say to me before, hey, Lance, God doesn't answer my prayers. And when I ask questions, it's apparent that, uh, well, no, God doesn't answer selfish prayers or prayers with the wrong motive. <laughs> God's not a genie. We, we rub the lamp. And he gives us three wishes. It doesn't work that way. He doesn't work that way. He's our father, and he gives us what his kids need. Okay? Uh, some religions treat, teach prayer as a formula. You do these certain things, and here's the result you're going to have. So, so last night, I, uh, I whipped up some cornbread. I don't do it out of scratch. I do it out of jiffy, okay? Okay, so I did it out of jiffy. I, I just poured it out. I followed the instructions on the side of the box, okay? And 20 minutes later, you know what I had? 
Exactly. <laughs> I had apple cake. No, I had cornbread. Yeah, I had cornbread, right? I mean, that's what you have. You follow the directions, that's what you have. Some people think prayer's like that. Okay, I do all these different ingredients and I plug it in the prayer and God's going to give me out the answers exactly. Not God doesn't work that way. Okay? We don't control God. We connect with God as we talk to him. See, prayer connects us to the Father, and from the Father come blessings, guidance, and strength. And what I love about the gift, the gift allows us the opportunity to use five key words with people. Not only does it connect us with God, we can connect others to God as we pray. So here's the five words I think are very important. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? I've had the opportunity to use this the last uh, with my family recently. A couple of weeks ago, I was returning home from speaking in Batavia, and I was driving uh, Pastor Roar, decided to call my son, Luke. I asked him how he was doing. He said, it's been a pretty rough day. I said, oh, what's going on? Well, he told me his dog of 10 years had passed away through the night. So he woke up to find his dog dead beside him. And he was broken up by that, and that understandably. So we talked quite a while about Artie, Ari, and, and after we talked, I just said to him, son, can I pray for you? He said, please. So I prayed. And I, f- I felt some comfort came from those prayers. His twin brother uh, took a new job in June as an instructor at a, a nuclear plant. And one of the segments of his training was taking a new test every week for 12 weeks. And he had to keep passing the test to continue to move forward in the training. So every Monday, we would pray for Logan. And the prayers went like this. Lord, help him to remember the things he studied and to put them out them come out of his brain at the right time. And I told him, son, you study, we'll pray. Okay? And he's gone through the next, to, to the next phase of training. Uh, when my oldest goes out on a call with the SWAT team in Urbana, my daughter-in-law will call and ask me and our, my wife, Darla, to pray. And we do, because you never know what kind of situation the cops are going to get into in those, in those dangerous times. See, prayer brings comfort, and it brings help. Because prayer connects us to the Father. He wants the connection. We need the connection. I have a picture here. Uh, Later on this afternoon, our uh, Farsi-speaking church will meet in Addison. And uh, uh, we'll stream their services to 11 nations across the world because all these people are refugees from Iran, former Muslim. And uh, they hear the good news of Jesus spoken. And these people here, because as the services are going on across the world, people are texting in and, and emailing in prayer requests. And these people here, this is in Turkey, these people are praying for the requests to come in. Because you see, prayer matters. And prayer makes a difference. And prayer connects people to the Father. See, as we, enjoy, as we employ this gift that God's given everyone, we connect with the Father who knows and loves every one of us, each one. A Father who's there for us, even when we don't understand some of the answers that come our way, because he not only is worthy of, but he's, he's not only worthy, but he's worthy of our trust. So strength, hope, confidence, perseverance, these are just some of the things that flow from a prayerful heart. My question is, why, why wouldn't we? Make time to connect when we see the benefits, right? Third thing I see is that prayer brings change. 
Last December, I lay on a bed in uh, the surgical waiting room at St. Mary's Hospital in Kankakee, waiting on the installation of a new hip. I was by myself, so no one was allowed back in the room with me. And so I did what I do by myself a lot of times. I prayed. And uh, my prayer was very specific and simple that day. I prayed Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I'll be honest, I needed the peace because I wasn't feeling it, okay? In fact, I could tell that because every time they came in and take my blood pressure, it went a little higher, each time, okay, as I waited. I was there for about an hour and a half, okay. So but after a while, the doctor came into the room. My doctor came in, and he said with a smile, left hip, correct? I said, no, it's my right hip. And he laughed. He said, I know that. I'm just checking you. I said, thanks, doc. So he laughed. He, he wrote no on my left hip, and he wrote yes on my right hip, which is very concerning when you think about it, right? So, so he wrote that, and then he patted me on the shoulder, and he said, Lance, you know I'm going to take care of you. I said, I know you are. I know. I have complete confidence in you. You see, you see two days before this, when I got in for my pre-op uh, uh, appointment with him, Dr. Shaw asked if I had any questions. And I said, yeah, I've got a list of six. So I just went right down the, my list in my book, and I asked him each one of the questions, and I got to number six. I said, here's my last one, doctor. I said, can I pray for you? Because here's the thing. I, I know you're going to be doing the surgery. I'm going to be out, and I'm just I'm trusting you're going to take care of me. But can I just pray for you for your guidance and for help? And he said, I'm a man of faith. Absolutely, you can pray for me. So we prayed right there. And when I say that prayer changes things, when we were done, immediately I saw a different kind of demeanor from him. Before he'd been kind of standoffish, kind of cold, and all of a sudden he was right there beside me. He patted me on the knee. He pat me on the shoulder. He said, listen, it's going to be okay. I'm going to take care of you. Everything's going to be fine. I said, I, I know you will. Uh, prayer changed things that day just in our interaction. And I prayed with him several times since that point in time, thanking him for the expertise he had and the way he took care of me, just like he said he would. This, this simple action, prayer, that any of us can take part in, God hears our thoughts as well as our words, so we can think prayers regarding situations we find ourselves in. This simple action brings response from the Father. So why wouldn't we connect? See, prayer changes us. We realize we're not alone, that the Father really is there. And he really does care. And we can see answers if we're looking for them. Using prayer can fill us with confidence in anticipation as we look for answers to God. I, I prayed this morning for a, for a translator, okay? And I said, Father, I know you can do this if you want to. And he did. And even when the answers aren't what we thought they were going to be, it's okay. We don't need to be disappointed with God. No, I think instead of that, we need to, these seeming detours should cause us to bear down in prayer more as we let the Father know, hey, even though you're saying no on this one, I know you've got something else in mind. So help me see it. I trust you. Samuel Chadwick, a famous minister, wrote this. The one concern of the devil is to keep the saints from prayer. He fears nothing from uh, prayerless studies, prayerless work, prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our, our, our wisdom, but he trembles when we pray. 
Prayer turns ordinary mortals into men of power. Prayer brings fire, it brings rain, it brings life, it brings God. There is no power like that of prevailing prayer. So what do we do with the gift of prayer? Well, here's some answers. Uh, Here's some things I want to ask you to do to employ this mysterious tool that God's blessed us with. First of all, I'd like to encourage you to set aside some time this week just to talk with God. It's time to get quiet. Maybe turning off your radio when you're driving to work instead of listening to the radio. Maybe it's getting up 15 minutes early just to sit there and talk to God. Um, I like to incorporate personally the Bible into my prayer time. I read a little bit, and then I talk to God about what I'm reading. I ask him how I can employ it in my life better. I mean, you can talk to the Father about anything, and he's always going to listen. So make sure that you carve a little time in there for listening as well as uh, talking. Second thing, look for opportunities to pray for people in situations you encounter in the week ahead. Hey, let's always be ready to put the tool into action because it's in our hands to be given to us. If you see someone stuck on the side of the road, maybe you shoot a prayer their way or you see an ambulance drive by with the light on, pray for the people who are in the ambulance or or you see a coworker having a, a tough time at work, And if you feel really bold, why not use those five words? Can I pray for you? I'll be honest, I don't get turned down too often when I ask that question. I really don't. And our prayers do bless us. It also blesses others because in that moment, people find connection with the Father who knows them and loves them and needs to feel his care. Hey, the mystery of this beautiful gift, it begins to clear as we use it, as we practice it. So let's practice it this week. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you so much for this gift you've given. (laughs) And I know, I know you're listening right now as we pray together. Father, help us to use this tool this week and just uh, help us to keep our eyes open to the ways you work. And I thank you already for the ways you've shown me that answer today. Um, I do love you, Father. And thank you for your love in return. In your son's name I pray, amen.